Black Lives Matter. She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the Misdirected Mark Network. Episode 136 is brought to you by patron Joe Amon. Listening to episode 136 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. Hi everyone, I'm Andy, and on today's episode, I'm not actually on it, so I'll let my co-host Senda take things away. Hi everyone, welcome to She's a Super Geek. I'm Senda, and on today's episode, I have a very special guest, my good friend Wen Reichel, and he is here to play with me. Adventurer and Troll, which if you got the bundle for racial justice on itch.io, you have this game. Otherwise, you can go pick it up on itch and we will have a link in the show notes today. Before we jump into this, when do you want to introduce yourself quickly? Yes. Hi, everybody. I'm Wen Reichel. I have been on uh, She's a Super Geek, I think two or three times now. Once yes. running a game, Scarecrow, back many years ago before I transitioned, <laughs> and now here I am playing this today, and I'm stoked. I've been a, a writer on a bunch of games in the Tiny D6 line. I was a core design team for Warhammer 40k roleplay Wrath and Glory, which is now being re-released from Cubicle 7, and I'm very excited to play today. Thank you. Yay! And I'm super excited to have you back because I love playing games with you. (laughs) And I am spoiled because I get to play games with you a bunch. (laughs) Absolutely spoiled as well here. Like I said, we're playing Adventurer and Troll today. So this is a two-player game about asking questions and negotiating to try and get to a yes. Telling stories. I'm going to be playing the adventurer just to give you kind of a quick idea of our setting and and how we're approaching this game. I am, oh, let's see. In my head, I have visions of like every fantasy book that I've ever read, like crashing into each other. I think that I'm going to say that I am a like 25 year old woman with long brown hair that is like pinned up in braids on my head in a big coil so that it's out of the way wearing leather armor and leather boots with a big old sword strapped to my back and like a nice green linen shirt underneath like I just walked out of Sherwood. That's what I'm feeling today. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And oh, are you done? I was gonna say and I walk up to a bridge. (laughs) Yes. Do we want to describe the bridge now? Maybe we should describe the bridge. Yeah. Let's describe the bridge. Perfect. Do you have bridge thoughts? Do I have bridge thoughts? I have so many thoughts about bridges. (laughs) This one is over a, it's a, a low bridge over a river. Like there's no like rocky depths that anyone is going to plunge to because I don't like heights or edges. So, yes, this is like this is like the lazy river of bridges. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. So you're not going to push me off the side. No, because you probably just fall into an inner tube with like a drink with an umbrella in it and enjoy your your float. Just drift on down. Yes. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Delightful. Yes. Yes. So we'll have to come to some other conclusion that isn't you having a nice time on the river. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the worst possible conclusion. Right. Perfect. Right. Yes. Yeah. 
All right, good deal. Anything else you want to add about the landscape or the river or the bridge itself? So I think that this bridge, I think that it's made out of wood. And it's like, it's low, but it's got a little bit of words are failing me, which is terrible since this is a podcast and no one can see the gesture that I am making. (laughs) Um, It's like a half circle bridge. Like it comes, it starts at ground level and it doesn't go up very high, but it goes up a little bit over the river and then it comes down on the other side Mm -hmm. so there's like places where you can see coming up out of the water like two or three feet like the struts underneath it that are holding it in place Mm -hmm. i think that it's also there's forest on both sides of the actual river yeah so it's not like you can see for miles as you're standing at this bridge or that i could see it coming up i've just walked up to it and surprise there's a bridge oh no (laughs) yes i totally am down for all of that i think The other thing about it is like it's a very wide bridge. It's made for carts or people on horseback. It's well constructed and it's also well maintained. It's a nicely put together bridge. It might even have handrails on each side so people can't fall off the edges. Yeah. And a little protrusion for you to take uh, selfies over the river. (laughs) 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 Or, you know, kiss your loved one, whatever. You know, and right. not be in the Whatever way of the cart traffic. Yeah. Good. I've been traveling down a very wide, nice, cart-friendly road through the forest to this bridge. Yes. Leaning against the bridge is this well-muscled troll man. He is is average height. You wouldn't say tall, but, you know, looks looks at you with some trepidation and strokes his goatee walks to the center of the bridge and then crosses his arms and he's wearing like a vest and no shirt underneath so again you can see the very nice biceps and all of that uh, are specifically highlighted when he crosses his arms and gives you a look of trepidation that's intimidating of him (laughs) he's not armed with a big sword like you have fair adventure he might eat me You know, but it would be with like a Bernays sauce or something. I don't know. Does that make it better? Well, not for you, but. (laughs) Okay. One has to have taste. It's true. One has to have taste. Troll! I must cross this bridge. Adventurer. I would be pleased to have you cross this bridge. But first. My day has been long and boring. There's hot sun, and it feels good to be out in the sunshine. You must regale me with tales before I'll let you cross my bridge. I will tell you tales if you will promise not to eat me. Well, if if your tales are entertaining and exciting enough, if they surprise me, and delight me, then absolutely. Though you hear like a growling from his stomach. (laughs) It has been a while since I had a meal. And if your questions are answered in a boring, tedious manner, if you make aggressive act to me, if you aren't that interested in entertaining me, well, things will go a different direction. I look across the bridge, 
and I look at the water. I unbuckle my sword and put it down by my end of the bridge and whack out to the middle with the troll. Ah, very good. Do we stand in the selfie spot? (laughs) Is that where you like to hear tales? Oh, yes, yes. It's very nice. You can hear the babbling of the creek and the water and see the fish jump very nicely from there. Yeah, it's great. All right. All right, perfect. He he extends his hands, directing (laughs) you to join him. In the nook, (laughs) the selfie nook on the bridge (laughs) over the sparkling water and a a beautiful like rainbow trout jumps out of the water and the sunlight sparkles off of it. It's a very good bridge. It has. It's. It's a lovely bridge. There's a lot to be maintained about it. I keep it in very good order. And Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, you know. That deserves some some admiration. Some people do not admire the craft work quite so much as I would appreciate. It is beautiful craft work, mm. indeed. And I, as I walked up to it, I actually noticed both the condition of the wood itself, as you have maintained it against the, the river water um, flowing by underneath in the humidity and the sunlight, in addition to the actual craftsmanship of the bridge, which is very well done indeed, and and wide enough for a cart, and also this selfie spot is is very nice. Oh yeah, this is a new addition. Coming out over there. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I give the customers what they want. They wanted a selfie right. spot. I add a selfie spot. I've been working with uh, with Miss Hitchin over at the mill. She's a very close friend of mine on the other side, and and she made. She planed all of these boards. Walnut. He strokes his hand along the railing, (laughs) admiring the craftsmanship. So tell me, adventurer, why is it that you desire to cross my bridge? What is on the other side? So you know Miss, Miss Hitchinson. Maybe you know her daughter, Melinda. She's the fairest maid that ever the land has seen. Her hair is black like a raven's wing, and where the sun touches it, it glints with blue and green. And where her eyes land, the, 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 the very ground sprouts with flowers as she passes, and, and the doe and the robins come to her, and they sing to her, and they feed from her fingers, and I am in love with her. And I must cross this bridge to be there in time for her birthday celebration. Oh, her birthday celebration. Do you hope to yes. woo her at the birthday celebration? Yes. <laughs> I don't know that she returns my affections in the same way. And there are many suitors and I must be there because if I am not there, then one of them will win her hand. All right. So I am. Uh, I consider that kind of one question. I'm moving the trust yep. die You like my answer? (laughs) I like your answer. I'm moving it up from the zero position to the one position. Yay! So that's good. (laughs) Trust is now at one. Um, All right. Well, if there are so many suitors that you are competing against, you must have a fine birthday gift to offer. Tell me what it is that you're bringing or will present her with. So I reach into uh, 
pocket on my leather vest of leather armor plus oneness and pull out uh, a, a little carved wooden box. Open it to show you. And inside, there are two rings. They're carved of wood. What looks like a wood that was very old and was carved very carefully so that it didn't disintegrate and then sealed so that they're now hard. So these rings were carved from the fence that was between our houses when we were very small children, which is when I first met her before she moved across the river. So these are both what has kept us apart and what has kept us together in the past. And I want to give her one of them so that even if she refuses my suit and does not accept my hand or offer me hers, then at least she will still have a piece of what we grew up with, of our joint time together. I have a deep appreciation for that. And Tell me, what kind of wood is it that those are made out of? It's not anything special at all because it was the old fence in our houses, but it is oak. It is strong and true, and it has survived many years and so much weathering that it is exactly what I hope our relationship can be also. I see. All right. I'm marking his trust up to two. I'm like on the spot here, people. (laughs) It's so true. Uh, The troll definitely has the easy job. I think it comes out really well in most situations. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, he he turns and looks up the river, and uh, you can see like the water sparkling in the sunlight as it passes over rocks up the river you can see the mill and the mill wheel turning right in the river and so he nods his head because yes he knows Melinda Hitchinson and her mother very well and the whole family in fact and that you know they did move to that mill a few years ago he strokes his goatee knowingly Ah, yes, yes. I myself was planning to go to that party, but you see, unfortunately, I have to be here because there's news that there's armed mercenaries on the road that are coming to attack the troll settlement near here. And I have a concern. You come here saying, it sounds rightly so, that you're here to see the Hitchinsons and Melinda specifically. But yet you're very heavily armed for a birthday party. And I know, I know that so many of the mercenaries are planning to gather Tomorrow night, on that far side of the river, some have already passed this way. Or tried to. And he crosses his arms again. How do I know you are not one of the mercenaries who is going to be part of that troop? Well, snap shut the box and put it away carefully because I can't let those get lost in any of this. My good sir, I have left my sword on the ground 
and approached you (laughs) in confidence and based on your trustworthiness, I am traveling alone through the forests. And unfortunately, frequently when one is an adventurer and one travels alone through forests, there are many dangers that can be encountered. Why, um, just half a day behind me, I, uh, I ran into a wild boar the size of a man. And when it came charging down the path at me with its hooves like thunder upon the earth, I had nothing with me but this trusty sword that you see me with. And without it, I would not be here having this conversation with you. And so, as you can see, it's very important that I actually travel well-armed through the forests. Yes, but you have very light provisions for someone who has been traveling for so long. And all of that boar meat, you left it to rot in the sun? There's a woodcutter some distance from here, and I did have to drag it quite a ways to get it to his house. Mm. But I believe that he has it hanging so that he can manage the meat and, and, and use it for his home. You, uh, you hear <laughs> his stomach growl again. And he he uh, gives you a look, and his patience drops from six to five. Yikes! <laughs> You've brought none of that meat with you for poor travelers or lonely bridgemen like myself. Hmm. Hmm. It was not cured or, or finished in any way that would have kept it. H- how would I have traveled with it? With just a, a bloody... Salt. Meat piece. Um, you could have traded the majority of the carcass to the other person, the carpenter, for salt and salt pork. Perhaps I have made less than good practical decisions Mm. recently (laughs) though i suppose someone so poorly provisioned perhaps would be coming across my bridge for more mundane and less nefarious purposes because clearly you don't intend to stay very long at all well i intended to stay with melinda even if she didn't uh, intend to take you up on your offer. Well, we're, we're very old childhood friends. I'm very sure that she would put me up for a few days until I went home again. Hmm. And will you bring me more interesting tales from then? Huh. It seems that I must. <laughs> it does. I want to know all of the gifts she has gotten and what suitor she has taken to court. I think that would be a good tale, though the one tale is never enough, certainly. So, hmm, hmm, tell me, what is the most interesting tale from your travels alone through these woods, besides some boar? Which honestly is rather a bore. I'm like, damn! <laughs> he had thundering hooves and everything. 
I have traveled through these woods for quite a while. I am. Um, I go back and forth through them frequently, although not generally across the river, as clearly we have not made acquaintance before. But there was once at night I encountered a band of highwaymen, and they came at me in the night, and clearly they must have been in some way mistaken because I do not look like I carry gold or jewels upon me, do I? Not really. Well, you do have jewelry with you. I mean, for this specific purpose, but we're talking a time ago when I had no such things on me. Allow me to weave you a tale. <laughs> yes, please, continue. The sky was lit only by the jewels of the stars, and the moon had already set behind clouds and behind the trees themselves, so darkness was all that there was on the forest floor. And in the midst of the leaves, I heard a tiny rustling, and I had no idea how it could possibly be that this rustling came from all around me, because no single creature in the forest could possibly be at all sides around me at the same time. And then as I walked... Because I continued forward, because I am full of, well, I had to get where I was going, but I was also being brave and steadfast and therefore continuing because the only way out of the forest was to continue through the forest. And so, as I carried on, despite the rustlings around me, suddenly there was a great jingling, and then around me were five men all dressed in black, sheer black completely, and their eyes were glowing with red, and I was frightened. I was, what? <laughs> Words coming out of my mouth. Feared. I was afeared f- muchly. <laughs> and I was much frightened, especially because when the, s- the starlight came between the leaves of the trees, as they grinned at me because they knew that they had me surrounded, I could see the starlight glinting off their sharp, pointy fangs and knew that these were no men indeed, but some sort of monster. And they came at me, and it turned out that their cloaks turned into giant wings like those of a bat, and they went out to the sides hugely, and I could not get away through them. And then I brought out my trusty sword, the very sword that you see upon the path that I have laid down to speak with you, sir. I brought out my trusty sword, and I, with it I slashed and I slashed and I got through the wings, but as I turned back, their wings had healed, even as I had come through. And I ran, because there was not else that I could do. If my sword could not hurt them, then I must run, right? And I ran through the woods, and as I was running and running, I tripped over a broken log. And it was a piece of branch about as big around as my wrist. And I turned with it as they caught up with me. And all that I could do was wave it around at them and then finally thrust it forward. And I got one of them directly through the heart with this piece of wood. And in front of me, it melted into the ground. And the others screeched and screamed. And then they shrank into tiny forms of bats. And I saw them as their forms went off covering the stars as they flew, even though they were tiny little bats, the size of normal bats that you or I might see hanging from the trees or from a cave near this very bridge. Near this very bridge. Well, I, I didn't. it didn't happen near this very bridge. I was saying you could see bats. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. From well, here. <laughs> there are some very lovely bats that live under the bridge, in fact. 
I'm sure that the ones under your bridge are not monstrous bats, but in fact, delightful bats that eat the bugs that would eat you. That's true. It's those, true. Those bats are, are lovely and delightful, and I wouldn't say a terrible thing about them at all. I, I don't have a problem with bats. Um, obviously, the creatures that I encountered were not actually bats. <gasps> right. <laughs> yes. They. I mean, maybe they were bats. I, I mean, clearly at some point in their lives, they were bats, even if... I don't... Anyway. Yes. All right. That they that had was some that, power of transformation in them. Yes. What what did it look like when they melted? Were they like soft cheese? It was more like when the children build a snowman and then the sun comes out the next day, but it happened very quickly instead of slowly. Yes, that 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 makes some degree of sense, though I wish it had been like cheese. I'm rather hungry. I don't know why. Just food on the mind a bit. Mm. <laughs> do you enjoy a good brie? I I do enjoy a good brie. I I, I think that um the hut the Hitchinsons have such delightful cheeses always that they get from the next village over. At least they did when they lived next to my house. They always did delight in the best of cheeses. So I am hoping that I can sample some very delicious cheeses without any meat or anything on the side. Definitely on crackers or bread. Yes. Well, yes, bread or birthday party. <laughs> bread or crackers. <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, you know, I uh, I was hoping I would be able to find, you know, a good friend, someone, someone who I could trust, someone who would, you know, let me go to parties with them, cheese-related parties, perhaps. That's one of my, my biggest goals. Friendship and fairness. Cheese. Cheese. I, I mean, um, I, I, you have been so polite to me. I can't imagine why you have had trouble with this goal. Is it, is it perhaps simply because you are um, obliged to stay with the bridge and cannot find people to have cheese with? I mean, I mean, that could be part of it. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is hard. I am moving your trust up to three because okay. we've, we've had <laughs> good you. talks about cheese. Jeez, um, <laughs> mm, you know what I was thinking? As if maybe you would stay here on the bridge, and I could go to the party just for a little while, and then we could switch back and forth, and then you know I would get to to meet some more friends, especially people who live close by to here. Uh, relationship building is very important, and if if I might meet, you know. Melinda's new suitor, then I, I would be able to build a relationship with this person and uh, know that they would be coming back and forth across the bridge and that they were not a mercenary looking to harm me or, or other trolls. That would be nice, don't you think? That sounds lovely, but you say it like you assume that I will not be the suitor, which I find unfortunate because it should be me. I mean, I, I know that there are many, and 
varied and you know it's 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 a it is a small chance but but surely our our past relationship and so would would you give me time to to ask her before i came back to your bridge if i were to watch it for you oh that was that was not good that was my patience is uh (laughs) declining to four but 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 Melinda <laughs> But all of the best appetizers, there's the most variety right up front before everyone's gotten there. And then if if I wait, if this takes while because you can't get her alone or for whatever reason, you know, maybe you stop to enjoy the cheeses, then I get there and there's all the little signs and then half the cheese is gone, but I know it was there because the signs are there. And then what do I do? What if what if I were to make you a plate before I pursued her? But because if I am not there when all of the suitors come at the beginning and she doesn't even know that my suit exists, she'll make a decision before she even knows, before she even sees or remembers. Sell me on your love. Tell me why it is that you love her. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I want to know. What was what was the moment you knew that you were in love with her that that she was the one you should go after? Well, it's 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 a sad story. It's a sad story because I realized the day that she left because she was always there before and I didn't have to think about it until she left and then I knew that she was leaving and suddenly I realized that my best friend, and she is that, and she always has been, but my best friend and the most beautiful woman that I have ever seen, and her gentle hands, and the way that she whistles first thing in the morning, and the way that she um, touches the animals when they come to her, and the way that she um, greets the sun in the mornings and the way that she curls up into a tiny ball at night and under the covers when we used to sometimes sleep in the same bed as children. And she makes the most amazing jams and you put them over the cheese or sometimes the honey from her beehives, which is the most amazing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Totally lost my train of thought. What kind what of about Melinda? Ja- what kind of jam? Her best is blackberry, but she's also known for her huckleberry. It's sometimes hard to find enough of the tiny little huckleberries for her to make more than a, a single batch, but she always brought me some of her huckleberry jam. Well, huckleberry mm-hmm. is my favorite, so I guess my trust is going up to four. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I'm really I'm sweating over here. <laughs> You're sweating over there. Before I can fully determine, I must ask you, if I entrust you with my bridge, my beautiful handcrafted and he like again slides his hand down the railing. <laughs> he looks at how the beautiful curve of the wood and how it glistens. He says, 
this bridge is everything to me. And if something were to happen to it, that would be just, I don't know what I would do. Because I, I don't have the money to build quite as grand and beautiful a bridge if something were to happen. And there are rumors of the river kraken. And the river kraken, <laughs> if it were to arrive, I want to know what you would do to save my dear beloved bridge. A river kraken <laughs> with hooves. <laughs> because uh, also, if if the if the bridge were gone, the bats would have nowhere to live. And I'm an animal animal lover at heart. So how would you save my bridge from the river kraken? The thing that all people know about river kraken. <laughs> um, is that they are drawn to rainbow trout. And I know that you have those here. Yes. So I think that your concern is reasonable. Um, the thing is that if you have the rainbow trout... Their goal is the trout, not the structures and not, not anything else around the river. So if you can um, taunt them through with the fish, then they'll pass through and slide by with all of their tentacles all squished up against them without actually causing damage to the bridge at all. So my first attempt would be to see if I could, in fact, control them with the trout as a, a tasty trout snack. <laughs> um, Yes, yes. But failing that, if they should not be distracted by the trout and they do not fold themselves up to streak through under the bridge in an attempt to get the trout, if they came at the bridge with all of their tentacles out, then I would be forced to defend it with my sword. And at that point, as the tentacles rise over the, the marvelously polished handrails, they're, they're really nice. Yeah, just, I, I'm just saying. I reseal them every few weeks just to be sure. No <laughs> splinters. I like to walk barefoot, you know, just because the wood feels nice. Yeah. Um. So, so of course, it's also sealed against water. It feels like mm -hmm. very oh, well yes. sealed. Yeah, of course. So as the tentacles came up, they might be spraying river water <gasps> all over the top of the bridge, but it would it would not actually be able to come down upon the bridge because instead of the, the tentacles coming down, instead my sword would slash through them. Sticker snack. <laughs> and, and then being hurt, it would slide by under the bridge and, and trouble you no further and perhaps go eat some rainbow trout. But didn't you know that river kraken blood is acidic and if any of the blood were to get onto the bridge, it would eat the wood away? Oh no, then I will have to fight the Kraken before it comes to your bridge. But that would mean that I would have to leave your bridge to fight the Kraken. How, how would I do that? Ooh, I don't like the answer to that. I, My patience I, I is would, going down. Oh no, I'm not done <laughs> answering. Three. Okay, I would, no. <laughs> keep answering. I would in this situation do as you would bid me to do when you leave me with your bridge. Would you prefer that I dive into the water and fight off the Kraken in a head-to-head -head battle with my sword under the very water itself and perhaps come up with my life? Or would you prefer that I stay upon your bridge and protect it and then chance that it might get Kraken blood on it, but hopefully that the Kraken would follow through the fish? 
I feel like if I'm the one hiring you for this job, that I have delegated that to you, and you should know my will without me having to tell you. Because if you have to come all the way up to the the Miller's house up the creek, no, to you ask, should tell me now, now, but, so that I know. But the situation is fluid. It's a river. <laughs> there, there are just so many things that could arise. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I would want. What if what if there's a troop of mercenaries coming up towards the bridge and you might have to fight both at once? I can't tell you just to abandon the bridge because then the mercenaries I... might come across to kill my people. Well, surely if I could see a band of mercenaries coming, I would not abandon the bridge. And you would fight them all while there was a kraken near my bridge who might damage it. Well, then at that point, I would use the rainbow trout. On the Kraken to make the Kraken slide through underneath it. And then I would single-handedly fight off the entire troop of mercenaries from in front of your bridge, like just on the first few rungs so that they could not come on and could not pass and could not, you know, damage any of the structural integrity or anything of the bridge itself. I mean, I feel like if you let the mercenaries come to the bridge, you could throw one off and then the mercenaries would fight the Kraken and then the bridge would be fine. Yes, that's very smart. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Damn! <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you're the right person for this job. You know, one of Melinda's other suitors may have thought of that answer. <laughs> Well, surely then you will let me pass, and then I will find out if I am to be one of her suitors or not. Are you trying to pass without my consent right now? <laughs> n- n- no. <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> I mean, your sword still is way over there. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, so Here, t- let, let me bring you my sword and I will show you how how well it would defend you against the mercenaries. That sounds like a threat. No, it is not. Okay, fine. I won't bring you my sword. No, I do want to see the sword, but I don't want you to be threatening about it. No, I'm not going to be threatening about it. Look, I will bring the sword and I will put it down in front of you and I will step back and then you can look at it. Okay, okay. Let's do that. Okay. All right, tell me what this sword looks like. (laughs) It is actually, so it's very well kept, but it's clearly very old. Like the scabbard is battered in places and has clearly been repaired. The blade of the sword is extremely well tended, but the, um, the, the, um. Hilt? Pommel? Handle? Hilt, there we go. The, the hilt of it has clearly been rewrapped. Mm-hmm. And sometimes more expertly than others, like there's a couple of generations of rewrap happening where it, like some of the bits weren't completely perfectly removed, but the blade itself is super true and strong and has a very perfect, it's been kept extremely well and extremely sharp. Hmm. What's this inscription here say? I can't read the curly writing. It's our family uh, motto. This This blade was my father's. And his mother's before him, and it says, to live is to love. Huh. I thought I recognized this sword. Do you recognize this sword? Oh, yes. 
I do. What is your grandmother's name? Anne Farrell. Do you know her? Oh, I think my grandfather knew Anne Farrell. Back in, in the old days. Well, she, she crossed this river to settle on the other side with my family, and that's where we have lived ever since. My grandfather yeah. made blades like this. He made it. But not that inscription. That was added later. Hmm. It has been there um, since before I was born. Hmm. You don't know the story behind it. I do know the story behind it. My father had it added to the blade when he was courting my mother. And was it some very passionate young man I hear? <laughs> was it something he said to her or that she said to him? I think that it was something that he said to her and and it was his promise that no matter what the blade encountered and no matter what he encountered, that his life was always dedicated to his love of her and that he would always return. So you also see then why I carry this blade to court Melinda. Ah. I do. I do. All right. His trust is going up to a five. I'm going to try and cross the picture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because you don't want to fight the river kraken? <laughs> no, I don't want to fight the river kraken. And I want to be early to Melinda's birthday party. <laughs> I do not want to be there late. Oh, That would be terrible. <laughs> that would be terrible. All right. <laughs> Cool. So you're supposed to roll the die. Yeah. And I think we both roll die. Yeah. Right? I need to get a die, which was silly of me. <laughs> so for the people listening at home, our trust is currently at a five. And I uh, apparently was not patient enough to wait for a six to know that I would succeed. So our goal is that we're both going to roll and we want to roll under the current trust track, which is five. Shit. <laughs> Did you get a six? Yes! <laughs> I also got a six. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> well, this is going to end badly. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> All right, so what is that no. result? You get to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's not the chasing each other around, it's... Oh, no. No. So no, you just get to eat me. <laughs> so you aggressively cross the bridge and I don't like it. Is yes. that what's happening right now? Yes. <laughs> After all this, <laughs> we rolled literally the only thing that could have created this result for us, which is that we both rolled sixes. Oh, wow. wow. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so tell me what wow. you do so I can respond to it. <laughs> I did not expect this. No, no, they were having such this a nice was, day. This conversation. Um, wow. Okay. She takes back her sword and she, she buckles it on and she's looking like just sort of, you know, the same. And then she, she glances towards the Hutchinsons up the river. 
And then she looks back to the troll in front of her and she just says, I must cross this bridge so that I can pursue my Melinda's hand. And she just starts to walk past the troll. Yep. And he puts out hand on her sword hilt, I think. Yeah. And he puts out his arm straight across the bridge, like like a toll gate. <laughs> Except it's a troll gate. So a troll gate. Yes. <laughs> and then fighting ensues, I imagine. Right? I think that that must be what happens. Yeah. Fighting ensues. And uh, and I think then the camera is just going to pan away <laughs> yeah. from that moment. Is there maybe a, a scene later, like at a campfire, where he's like tossing aside? Oh no no no! There's like bones there's like a very <laughs> nice like wooden table, and there's like oh, a God. a fireplace that he's constructed, oh. and there's like four forks next to his plate and he's like daintily picking up one of the forks and is like oh no no that's the elf <laughs> fork and then he picks up the human fork oh, no. and uh and there's another little plate with cheese and bread uh, on absolutely and uh huckleberry jam because it turns oh, out no. that oh no melinda had already no. picked her suitor oh no <laughs> And it was Maurice Flambeau. Yeah. That, that was the troll's name, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. That's thank you for clarifying. I was like, who's he? <laughs> wow, what what an ending. <laughs> <laughs> what an ending. That that was n- not what I expected to happen at all. No. Wow. Happy birthday, okay. Melinda. <laughs> wow happy birthday melinda i ate your best friend um <laughs> former best friend i don't know your former well. best friend yeah you don't know you haven't seen her in a while probably didn't notice that she didn't show up oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fine okay yes. well <laughs> i'm like sort of astonished that that was the direction that that went but hey cool that's 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 games for you Indeed it is. That was delightful. Good stories. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good questions. I was sweating. I was like, uh, <laughs> yikes. And also, thank you so very much for <laughs> recording with me. It is a delight, as always, to play games with you. If people want to find you on the internet, where can they do that? I am uh, on Facebook primarily as Wen Reichel, R-E-I-S-C-H-L. And on Twitter, when, at Wendell and Reichel. So I'm sure you can put that in the show notes. I sure can. Awesome. awesome. Where can people find you I guess, besides <laughs> the show? <laughs> no, no, no. That, that all, all that nonsense happens in post. I don't uh, have to do it. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Even it's better. Best. Andy has to do it. Kill. 
We hope you enjoyed episode 136 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and review on your favorite podcatcher or your not favorite podcatcher, any podcatcher. We'd be really appreciative. Today's game was Adventurer and Troll by Banshee Games. You can find it for sale on DriveThruRPG or if you downloaded the Itch.io Racial Equality Bundle. You already have it. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. You can find music tour dates and merchandise online, kieranstrange.com, or on Twitter at Kieran Strange. If you like She's a Super Geek, you'll probably like the Gnomecast. Several gnomes from the incredible gaming website Gnome Stew get together to talk about gaming topics and themselves in an effort to entertain you and avoid being thrown into the stew. Our co-host Senda is frequently on the Gnomecast, so if you like She's a Super Geek, you'll like that. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks for our next adventure. All my